You are listening to the ASI Podcast. Life's like this. Season 2, episode 25. she yelling for lay back it's all been done before and if you could only let it be you would see i like you the way you are when we're driving in your car and you're talking to me one-on-one but you become somebody else round everyone else you're watching your back like you Life's Like This. That's Avril Lavigne. Complicated. Love that song. Today I want to define the word sink. Alright? Sink, not sink. Not like the kitchen sink. Not like, hey, will you fill up the sink? I want to wash the chihuahua. No. Sink. Like technology. Like, there's cars today. I don't have one. But... There's cars today where you can get in with your phone or your iPod or your Bluetooth-enabled device and you can sync up your your tunes in your car with your device, right? Or you can just call up songs. You use voice, voice activation software and you can just say, hey, play Ozzy Osbourne's Crazy Train, right? And it'll play it in your car. I mean, that's some of this sync technology. Uh, pulling up maps right in your phone or your car. But what does it look like for people? I, this is more of a part three on prayer, um, making an analogy with uh, with sync, right? Syncing up with. What are we trying to sync up with? And I love that song by Avril Lavigne because it's so true. Why you got to make things so complicated, you know? Anyhow, my name is Russ Shaw. Uh, my email address, if you want to send an email, is russ at asi247.org. And the website, with Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Um, I'm up to 22 likes on Facebook. 22. That's awesome. So, if you want to go on Facebook and uh, click the like button, I don't know. Twitter, whatever you do. Uh, asi247.org. Boom. Got that out of the way. All right? Uh, moving on, the topic, sync, right? Prayer, what are you trying to sync up with? I think spiritually, we're always trying to sync up with something throughout our life. I like how that starts out with that. She's talking, life's like this, life's like this, you know? On the last podcast, I touched on talking about, you know, unwanted behaviors, addiction, you know, sexual addiction. You got an unwanted behavior. Any any kind of addiction is really an unwanted behavior, right? And going into, you know, I mean, there's psychologists that want to 
rip this whole addiction definition down to some wild formula for fancy pants, you know, PhDs with 17 degrees and there's just people that have way more education than common sense, right? There's a lot of people that have a lot more book knowledge than street smarts. And really, the word addiction is a bad habit. If you were to crack open the Webster's Dictionary, I mean, that's what it says, that an addiction is basically, it's a bad habit. It's like a negative, uh, unwanted behavior that you keep doing. And I've been there, man, you know, over the years with chemical, my, my chemical romance, right? It's the name of a band. It's a brilliant, brilliant name of a band. Um, my chemical romance, my, my substance abuse issues, um, mental illness stuff that, you know, getting into different medications to just calm me down, um, Sexual addiction was the big one. I mean, for years, through all through all the addictions, I had the sexual thing, you know, that uh, I just, like, why do I do that? What the heck is wrong with me? You know, pornography addiction. I'm just sitting there, like, I'm watching other people have sex and getting off on it. Like, this, what's the, what's the deal with that? I don't even like that. I don't even like that I do that, but I keep doing it, right? And I remember feeling that way. Like, I, I feel... Frustrated because I, I hate that I do this, but I keep returning back to it, and it's eroding my sexual mental health. You know, my ability to connect with my wife deeply, sexually, even, and I just right. I couldn't sync up with my wife. I, I couldn't sync up with myself. You know, I just body, mind, spirit. I, I don't know. It just wasn't syncing up. The dictionary definition of sync, right? It's actually a abbreviation almost. It's a shortened version of the word synchronization or synchronize. And the human heart is kind of like that. We look for a kind of tech support when our heart isn't synchronized with others, with with life, with, you know, is synchronization. You know, you hear sports athletes talk about this. Like, I was just in the zone, man. Like, I was just synchronized. With my body was just working properly and it's synchronized swimming. And that's like in the Olympics, right? You hear the basketball players say that. Like, I was... Uh, Hernandez, this guy pitcher here in Seattle, pitched a perfect game. It's only happened... 22 times in baseball history, but, you know, Felix Hernandez of the Seattle Mariners just a few weeks ago pitched an absolute perfect game, and he's like, yeah, it's just like my, nothing broke my stride, he was just synchronized with, with the way things are, you know, just boom, spot on. And when we're not synchronized, we feel just kind of sick inside, right? Just kind of, not like violently ill, but just kind of like days just started to meld together and you feel like some kind of toxicness to your spirit. I live in Seattle and, you know, this is a very high-tech part of the world, right? I have a lot of friends who are techies and stuff. And one friend of mine was telling me about you know, phones, right? The smartphones, whether it's a smartphone or just a cell phone, the 
most energy that's used up in that device is not necessarily like running apps or keeping the screen on or playing music or something like that, something that we might think, but it's actually searching for a signal, right? That's what uses up most of your battery life. Your phone, you know, if it's looking for data, if it's looking for a, a cell tower, it's going to suck energy. The farther it has to reach when you have a, a weak signal, the more energy it's going to use. And I thought that was a great, you know, parable. Like, just laying in bed at night and feeling like I can't sleep and my energy is just being spent trying to sync up with, with something. I saw this mattress commercial. <laughs> it was brilliant. Uh, like, someone's laying in bed and it's like their, their battery's being charged, you know? They show the person laying in bed and then you know how your phone does that with the little lightning bolt and the little green thing going across like you're being recharged as you sleep. And some of us, man, it just feels like you are you should be recharging but instead you're just laying there with the energy being sucked out of you trying to sync up with something and you don't know what and you're just like feeling like, ah, right, I want to recharge but I'm, but I'm searching for a signal I feel like just like fear or anxiety or a bad mattress. <laughs> I don't know. You're just laying there going, uh, trying to sync up. But here, check out this song. I love this tune, right? This is, this describes that feeling way better than I could. Some Nights. Band's called Fun. Love that name. It's a great name for a band. Here you go. Some nights I stay up cashing in my bad luck. Some nights I call it a draw. Some nights I wish that my lips could build a castle. Some nights I wish they just fall off. But I still wake up. I still see our dust. Oh Lord, I'm still not sure what I stand for. Synchronicity. It's just getting back in rhythm. And, you know, I just want to be honest doing this podcast. This is a this is a show about, you know, my life experience, and I was very much stuck with the sexual addiction and other addictions and you know, especially with the sex thing, I just didn't see a way out, and and now I'm free. I mean, I'm like really free from that, and it's like, wow, you know. I had some temptations while my wife was out of town, and I'm like, wow, you know, this was it was it was heavy and tough, you know. Made it through there, but still, it was like it was a dark time. It was a, not just not just temptations to sin sexually, but that was really a minimal part of it. Because it's not the same big monster, you know, looming over me that it used to be. But just the loneliness and just, you know, my place in life and stuff like that. And just, I've been in this kind of place. It's just kind of a dark night of the soul, as David would say. And just not clicking with God. And, and really in my prayer life has been kind of dry, man, to be honest with you. Doing these two, I did these two shows on prayer. And then just all of a sudden I'm like... Uh, you know, I just felt out of sync. 
and I hope you appreciate, you know, that, I, this is, I'm not here to should and ought to on you, you know, I'm not here to spill out advice, I'm more of a reporter, right, just telling you some, some news, um, you know, I, I don't got it all together, I'm not Mr. Capon coach, right, it's just me, you know, this is just my story, and sometimes life's like that, sometimes you feel out of touch, and but I've realized and learned throughout my life that it's usually me moving away from God rather than him moving away from me. That's the lie that the enemy tries to throw in our brain is that, oh, God doesn't care about you. See, God doesn't care. It's just not true. It's false. It's a lie that's hurled into our minds. Catch us up to try and keep us out of sync, right? And there's a ton of advice that people give on, you know, how to connect with God, right? There's books on it. Uh, you know, go into the woods. And, I mean, I've been on men's retreats where, where you know, learning spiritual stuff. And then, then the teacher or the leader would say, hey, go into the woods and talk to God. And, and, and I had real, you know, experiences with that. And, and all that stuff's great. I mean, there's a bunch of ways you can connect with God. But I think it's really... It's deeply personal, you know. You'll you'll find your place. You know, it's, it's not necessarily going to be mine, but you'll find a, a place that you'll connect with God. So for me, I got up this morning, you know, and my son's in school now, and and I got up early, and I and I got up on my knees. I mean, that's how I do it. I get on my knees and I'm praying. I, I have my hands, you know, on my my head. I'm, I'm folded position, right? And it's just a it's a submissive position for me to be in in front of God. And that's good for me. Because I've had such a angry fist in the air position towards him for so many years. This for me is a way I, I, I connect with God. I feel close to him in that place. Because I'm getting down on my knees before like a king, right? Just connecting with him, talking to him, yeah, asking for help, but, you know, just telling him how I, I feel through my mind. And, and I, what came to mind was this beginning of the Lord's Prayer, right? Jesus has this kind of like a, here's how to pray kind of a thing, right? Taught by Jesus. That's pretty good stuff, the Lord's Prayer. And it starts out with, and I may be doing a few shows on this sync topic, right? I don't know when I'll put them up, but I'll put them up. Um, Hallowed be thy name is how it starts, right? Like God is, is king. God is creator of all things. God is, is infinite, creator of the universe, right? There's a star burning 40 billion miles away, light years away, right? And, and, and God knows that, controls that, and he also knows how many hairs are on my head, right? My God is that big, that infinite. Hallowed be his name. And I really realized that it's seeking God that I've had such a kind of, being in this, this kind of ministry thing and recovery and talking about um, correcting unwanted behaviors, right? And, and the whole sexual addiction thing. And, 
and I've had this kind of rub for a while with, you know, like the purity movement and, and let's get uh, even sexual integrity. What, what does that look like? Why, why would you approach, you know, sexual integrity? Why would you want purity? Um, it's kind of like seeking after happiness. You know, if, if you're seeking after purity, what do you, why, why, what do you get when you get there? I mean, if it's just the purity, if it's just the unwanted behavior going away that solves your issue, where are you then? Does that make sense? And again, that's why a prayer life is so important. You know, this, this starting of the Lord's prayer, this hallowed be your name. I mean, that means full of grace, full of wonder, full of just awe mystery hallowed be your name Lord seeking righteousness through God see it's like you know this unwanted behavior you know we need to get right and, and get rid of the unwanted behavior and usually the way we do that is to seek you know happiness and it's usually short term right something to give me some short term happiness over this issue here Jesus says in Matthew 5, it's, you know, blessed are those, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. That word blessed, it means happy, right? Content. When you're blessed, your life is blessed, right? I'm blessed. When you, somebody says that, it usually means that they're, they're doing all right, you know? They're pretty content. They're pretty happy in that moment, isn't it? That's what blessedness is. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They're after righteousness. But getting righteousness is through Jesus. And he says that in Matthew 6. This is important stuff, man. It's deeper than just psychological behavior replacement. It is deep spiritual energy. True happiness is blessedness, right? Everyone's seeking some sort of happiness, you know, some sort of pleasure. And, you know, I know I'm talking to a worldwide audience, and sometimes I can, I, I, I don't know, cultures are different, but I think in the West, what has been permeated is a lot of just this surfacey, superficial existence. And for a lot of people, the happiness principle is so huge, right? It, it dominates their life. It, it dominated mine. A big reason I stayed sexually addicted is because I really did believe somewhere inside me that without my orgasm, at least at least once a week, Russ, two, three times a week would be great, but at least once a week I gotta have an orgasm. If I don't, I won't be happy. It's just simply not true. And it was also putting happiness as the ultimate, right? Got to get my happiness. And I think this this goes through other addictions as well. Because a lot of folks get off of the drugs. They get off of the drinking. They, they stop using um, whatever, right? Gambling, overeating. But now I got this and I have to have this. If I don't, I won't be happy. 
What if we can trust God that there's a, a deeper level of happiness called joy that, man, it, that isn't fleeting like that, that isn't addictive like that, that doesn't enslave you to this principle of I've got to seek happiness first. Man, happiness is a byproduct, all right? Happiness is what this this scripture says. Matthew 5 and then Matthew 6. They're going to say that happiness is a byproduct of doing righteousness, right? Seeking righteousness. Not that we're going to be all righteous, right? We're never going to be totally perfect. But seeking righteousness, the byproduct of that is happiness, you seek happiness and think you're going to get righteousness, you're not going to get either. Seeking sobriety because you think being sober is going to make you happy? <laughs> That's just, oh man, no. I'm, I laugh, I'm sorry. I mean, that, that's funny to me because it's so ridiculous. It's so absurd. On a deeper level, man, there is joy you're going to have, man, if you've ever been through, I was a, a former, I, I, I used a lot of amphetamines, all right? I, I was addicted to cocaine. Um, I lost my little drug running job and I didn't have the money. I was, by the grace of God, my, my mom had this trailer she rented out in the freaking woods on this little lake. And I, you know, I wrecked my car. I couldn't talk to my, I, I, some of my friends took me out and yeah, I got high, but I didn't have any money, right? I lost my job and there was really nothing of value to really steal around my house. I'm going to be honest with you. So I went through withdrawals, man. I went through withdrawals for a while and it was bad and it was sweaty and it was tough and it was, you know, biting a, blankets and, and I, I, I just feeling sick for weeks there's not going to be sexual addiction is is going to be like that at times you're going to feel not physically ill but something in your happy maker feels broken and you got to push through that and you got to trust God that there is better fuller joy on the other side. Alright? That's going to be deeper than just clinical psychology. And it's going to require some energy that you probably don't got. Alright? I didn't have enough willpower. had a lot of bitterness and anger in my soul that had me question what was righteous and I had to work through that as well. But ultimately... Yeah, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They will be filled, right? Blessed are those. These are scriptures that I, I held on to. The God who started a work in me will see it through, right? Jesus started this work in my soul, and he was going to see it through kept reaching for him. This had me run to God and not from him in my failures. You know, and that's so important. You don't see God as a disappointed in you or hating on you. God loves you. You can run to him, not from him when you understand 
Man, he's after your long-term joy and not your begrudging submission. That's good news, man. That is really good news. It's true. True happiness is deeper than just sobriety or purity or integrity, right? You can have integrity and just be a... I had a friend that went through recovery and he just his light went out, man. He's just like, I'm not doing this thing I used to really love to do. So, you know, that's just me now. I'm sober. Just kind of walked around with a... His, his light went out. Like Jesus says in Matthew 6, I believe it's 33 around in there, where he's, he's like, seek first his kingdom. Seek first Jesus' kingdom and his righteousness, and everything else will be added unto you. And in the context of this verse is he's talking about anxiety. He's talking about worry and this kind of worldly fear that gets in us. You know? Seek first Jesus' kingdom and, and, and everything else will be thrown in as well. C.S. Lewis says, you know, if you seek the world, right? If you just run after purity, for example... If you just run after sobriety, I got so many emails over the years from ex-drug dealers and alcoholics that are back on the 12-step bandwagon. You know, it's like, why? Where, where did you learn back there? You can get to sobriety, right? But why would you want to get to sobriety? Get, get to sobriety through Jesus. You, you seek first the, the earth and God's like the butler. You know, this higher power, the reductionist seeing God as over here, higher power, this kind of butler that brings you sobriety. If you seek first the earth and you, and you want God over here on the side, you're not going to get either. That's what Lewis said. But if you seek first God, you get the earth thrown in too. Right? You get the pleasures of this world thrown in too the good ones, the ones that, that you right, that give life, the ones that aren't surfacy and leave you dry after five seconds. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will find it. Deny your flesh and walk in the Spirit. It's Romans 15. Walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, the Bible says. The fruit of the Spirit is self-control, love, patience, kindness, peace. And that's the frequency we're trying to sync up with. That's the frequency that we're, we're trying to grasp for and every person feels it. We're a little disconnected here. We're a little disconnected here on this fleshy material planet. I'm getting signals from home. And that's what Christianity is for me, right? I mean, this is... This is where I, I pray that you get this, that, that all the religions of the world aren't the same. Like That is a huge lie. It's like saying your FM radio and your cell phone are the same frequency. They're just not. Alright? Doesn't matter what you've done. Doesn't matter the sins that you've done in the past. You're forgiven. You receive that grace. You choose to receive it, man. That's it's the gospel. It's the good news. God does a work in your heart. God connects with you. It's a supernatural power. 
to change from the inside out. Right? It's the strength to do the disciplines that come from the inside out, that come from new desires. God came down to earth. God came to connect with us. Right? To be here in flesh and walk among us. That's a different message, alright? And it's news more than it's a checklist or religion. That's not what it is, man. It's, it's an encounter with the living God. Alright? That's the frequency that we're all searching for, that we're seeking out, that we're trying to sync up with. God has that frequency, that Holy Spirit kind of frequency that you're looking for, that I'm looking for. Right? That's what it is. It's sinking up in prayer. Fighting our battles on our knees in prayer to the living God. See, seeking first His kingdom, right? Seeking first His righteousness is different than just sobriety. It's different than just seeking sobriety. This is sinking up, right? This is sinking up with obedience, you know, uh, not not through begrudging submission, right? I mean, this is different than you pressing in from the outside, shoulds and ought tos, but having a new sense of, of righteousness come flowing up from the inside. It changes your want tos. It gives you different I wanna's, you know? I love you guys, man. I, I pray that you maybe, you know, pray about this message get into the Bible and check out some of these scriptures that I talked about today. Um, it's important, man. It really is. I'm going to leave the show right there. I love you guys. I mean that sincerely. Uh, I'm going to leave you with a bumper by uh, Pearl Jam, local band here from Seattle you might have heard of. Uh, <laughs> a little bumper from a song of theirs that, that I love. And it, and it kind of goes with this message of, of syncing up. It's different want-tos. This song is like birthed out of a, a heart with, with new want-tos, new motives, new drives. I love this, man. This is Pearl Jam. Till next time. Love you guys, man. Pray for me. I'm praying for you. Man, that just ain't just words ending out a show with. Seriously. <laughs> right? Until next time, bye.